Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, hello everyone. It's Susie here, Crypto Granny. Uh, the date is the 15th of June, 2021, and the time is 16.41 p.m. Amsterdam, Netherlands time. Sorry I'm running late today, but I wasn't actually late. I was at the desk early this morning, but... Um, there's just so much to go through. I kept reading and reading and reading today. And the more I read, the more stuff I found and the more stuff that was interesting. And, and before I know it, it's like, you know, the time is gone. It's a beautiful day in Amsterdam today. The sun's out and uh, there's barely any wind. So people are out in their shorts, which is lovely. So let's get on with this. There's a lot to cover. So um, I hope I don't forget anything. But anyway, what we've got is looking at live coin watch. We've got market cap with the crypto market at the moment is 1.663 trillion. Volume is low at 58 billion. Liquidity is at 4.16 billion, which is good. And Bitcoin dominance is 45.05% and going higher. We do see lately that uh, Ethereum has been underperforming Bitcoin. And there's been a lot of reasons for that. But mainly the traders have been short Bitcoin. So there's been a slight short squeeze and the traders have been long Ethereum, and they've just got it wrong. Uh, you know, as you know my thoughts on Ethereum, they are just bleeding and will continue to bleed for the next two or three years, and maybe even longer with all their internal conflict of teams. As uh, Butaran Vitalik said, the founder of Ethereum, who's a young guy and wouldn't be able to deal with that, uh, all that stuff. But anyway, um, so the news overnight was MicroStrategy plans to sell its one billion in stock that it just uh, in in stock uh, and and debt that it issued to fund its Bitcoin purchases. So it intends to buy a billion dollars worth of Bitcoin. They've filed with the SEC on that one. So these guys are pretty serious. They know the story. You got to buy Bitcoin. There is no supply. Uh, it will be a hedge against inflation. Inflation's in the system. Inflation is seriously, seriously high. If you saw a report from JP Morgan, uh, they're absolutely spot on. Inflation's not temporary, and I've always believed that. It's been in the system for over 20 years or more. It's certainly not temporary. It is here. Even, you know, the average American now is starting to complain about the cost of living. If you look at personal debt in America... Year on year, it's up 9.5% and getting higher because people just can't afford normal day living. I mean, rent's going through the roof. Excuse me, I'll just have a drink. Mm. Rent's going through the roof. Literally, in Australia, rent's going through the roof because housing prices are going through the roof. 
the same in the US. Rent is going through the roof. And it gets to the stage where, you know, even the middle class become the working class poor because of the cost of living and stagflation, which is 25% per annum at least, you know, not running at 6% per annum or anything like that. And, you know, the consumers are really seriously hurting. So you become the working class poor. If you don't own your own house, you've got high rent escalating and a lot of countries don't have rental control. And you can just see that there's going to be a bigger divergence between the seriously haves and the serious have-nots. And that's why, you know, I said to all my clients that are on Patreon, and I'm not taking any more clients, I'm really sorry, but I am taking them at one level, um, $1,000 US a month, because if you're serious to make money and you really want to learn, then, you know, I'm and I, I like you, then that's what I, you know, obviously I'm old school. But anyway, getting back to this, I mean, people are bleeding and it's just a shocker. And honestly, it's not going to get better. You know, the divergence between the, the seriously wealthy and and the poor is going to get bigger because the middle class is being squeezed down to 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 the to the poorer level particularly when average weekly earnings and, and wages are going down so you're actually 35% you know behind the eight ball before you even start okay so uh you know I'm absolutely on board with what JP Morgan said and it's certainly here to stay and everything the fed is doing you know the issuing of more and more money into the system is going to even stoke the fires of inflation even more. And we can see that in the producer price indices and all sorts of things. But I'll come back to that when I, I talk about the fiat markets. But uh, also uh, going through Goldman Sachs plans to offer Ethereum options and futures. That's interesting. Now that's going to make, if they do that, because Goldman Sachs is one of the biggest investment banks in the world and they're a very aggressive trader. Okay, Goldman Sachs, Morgan Stanley, Citigroup, they're very aggressive traders. If they do this, then, you know, more Ethereum options and futures, and they're issuing them and offering them to their clients as well, it's going to make Ethereum much more volatile, okay? Higher volatility, particularly with options and futures, right? So expect Ethereum to become a lot more volatile uh, when when this happens particularly, okay? Uh, hedge fund manager Paul, Paul Tudor Jones, said that, you know, inflation is out of control, and it is, absolutely, and it's good that he acknowledges that, even though he's a billionaire, you know, 10,000 times over, right? Because most billionaires don't even acknowledge, they wouldn't know, you know, that inflation's through the roof. Why would they care? Because their money's growing, you know, exponentially a day, right? You know, maybe another billion every day. But this guy, you know, at least acknowledges that inflation's out of control and the Fed's out of control, and uh, this guy has made a fortune. He basically was an FX trader in the 1980s. Everyone knew him even then. And he basically shorted the pound, right, against the US dollar with Soros, right, George Soros. And the, the uh, you know, the uh, UK bank tried to support the pound, right? And these guys made billions and millions, right? So this guy, you know, has accumulated a mass fortune called the Tudor Investment Corporation of 44.65 billion assets under management, you know, and this guy's done it on his own with a couple other traders, right? But he, he said, look, you've got to buy crypto, you've got to buy gold, you've got to buy commodities, hard and soft commodities, you know, collectibles, anything old, you know, uh, oil, 
you know, palladium, platinum, whatever. And I agree with this guy entirely. This is the absolute right position to have on because we are in stagflation, people. Not normal inflation, but stagflation. Anyway, um, what else we got here? Um, who else? What do we got? Um, oh, also it says that he has, Paul Tudor Jones has um, custodial ties with Coinbase and BACT. Okay, and he sees allocating at least, you know, 5 to 10% in Bitcoin, 5% to gold, 5% to, to oil, you know, another 5 to 6% uh, to commodities and all sorts of things, okay? Now, Lion Corporation, which is a huge corporation in uh, Tokyo, Japan, uh, they've also done their own blockchain and everything, and they're doing some interesting stuff over there. Uh, their subsidiary SoftBank uh, group and Naver Corporation have announced the, the launch of a digital bank in Indonesia. And there's been a lot of uh, corporations in cryptocurrency that have gone into an in Indonesia recently. You know, if you remember rightly, Coinbase bought an exchange in Indonesia. Uh, so did uh, Binance. And there's been a lot of investment in Indonesia, okay? So they uh, launched this digital bank in Indonesia with PT Bank Keb Hana in Indonesia. And I thought I'd have a look at Indonesia. It's got a population of 270 million people. It's very close to Australia. And, uh, you know, there's obviously a lot of, uh, you know, corporations in crypto that are going to Indonesia, which is really, really interesting. And me, as I get distracted when I'm looking at all sorts of things, I thought, gosh, okay, I'll look at Indonesia, 270 million people, population. And then I thought, oh, I'd go to the world population. What is it now? And I've been quoting 7.7 billion. Well, the world population at the moment is nearly 7.9 billion, right? That's huge. And the growth of the population this year globally has been 36.86 mil. And then of that, I, I just love stats, people. As you know, I love numbers, right? And of that, uh, what they say, 63 million births, right? And 26.67 deaths. Wow, how's that? Amazing. So 36.866 extra people are on the earth every year. Can you imagine that? Wow. Anyway, um, XRP versus the SEC, right? This thing just goes on and on and on. Fair income. You know, Block One, who, you know, had a big issue with the SEC about one of their coins that they issued, which the, the SEC were securities, right? You know, they copped a, you know, a, a fine off the SEC of $27.5 million. You know, and that was that, right? And that was cleared up pretty quickly. But this, you know, Ripple XRP thing, it's, you know, it's just going on for over a day. And now what's come out is the court has extended the dates, so they call them discovery dates for new information, to the 31st of the 8th for the SEC and for the 15th of October for Ripple. I don't know why they're different dates, but anyway. Oh, I think I do because they originally said you know, the SEC's got to be finished by July. And Ripple's also, I, the extension for Ripple is because now Ripple, okay, I get that. Now Ripple has been granted by the court because Ripple requested from the court for data from 16 crypto exchanges to prove that when they sold XRP, they honestly believed that it wasn't a security. So that that's the story, guys. I hope that makes sense. Uh, uh, that's pretty much the story. Now, Curb Finance Automated Market Maker technology has been implemented on Polkadot. Wow. 
polka dot's killing it fair income absolutely killing it and don't forget it's going on coinbase uh, pro tomorrow the 16th so dot's going to be on coinbase pro on um uh, tomorrow wednesday and don't forget there's always this uh you know coinbase effect you know if anything goes on coinbase it goes up I'm actually amazed Coinbase don't have Polkadot. Seriously, we've been investing in Polkadot for years, uh, myself and my clients. And, and honestly, it's one of the best technologies out there, Fed Income. It, that just really strikes me as being how, you know, it strikes me as how bad Coinbase is, right? Because Polkadot is an amazing technology, really. And it's really cheap at the moment. You know, assets are cheap at the moment, crypto assets, specific crypto assets that we buy. Mm. And I know because I do my homework on every cryptocurrency we buy in our portfolios, our trading ones and our um, investment portfolios. So, you know, but Polkadot's an amazing story, seriously. Now, also, Mass Network goes on the Polygon Network, Matic Polygon. And again, Matic Polygon's an amazing story, story they're both basically ethereum killers okay ethereum killers so you know honestly ethereum will continue to bleed people i can tell you that now engine which is really really cheap and we love engine okay we love dot we love matic polygon we love engine and we've been buying engine since three cents okay and this pullback now is a gift believe me people engine is a gift right now so um, Engine said their goal is to create a cross-chain token highway connecting Ethereum, parachains, and other chains. So Ethereum for all their NFTs and uh, sorry, Engine for all their NFTs because they're an NFT platform, as you know. They created this uh, platform where now they can connect to Ethereum, other parachains like Polkadot and other um, networks, right? And that basically means they have interoperability between the networks, right? Now think about this, people. There's a whole lot of crypto coins or tokens out there saying that they're, they're looking at particularly just interoperability, right? But they have nothing else. And that's what they were selling in their ICO back in 2017, right? But the thing is, you know, those cryptos redundant now because... You know, all the big, uh, you know, all the big networks we love, you know, that we've done our homework in, all have, they're all going to interoperability, right? So anyone that's invested in only interoperability coins and tokens, it's not a place to be, people, seriously. Just like privacy coins is not a place to be. Just like DeFi, right? Just don't do it, people. Don't do it. You know, privacy coins in a regulated environment will not be accepted. There is just no way in the world, okay? Now, um, Bitcoin has hash rate is an all-time low, and that's always a problem because it means that no coin is being produced, right? The miners produce the coin, and if the coin doesn't get produced, then there's obviously less supply. But also, um, Fidelity came out and said they believe, and Fidelity, the big investment house, you know, they've got 2.1 trillion or 2.3 trillion of assets under management. And the lady's name is Abigail Johnson. She's the managing director and the owner of Fidelity. It was a private business. And she, I think she's the granddaughter or maybe the daughter of the, uh, you know, the founders. 
But, you know, they've been in, in Bitcoin for years and years, mining Bitcoin. And as you know, they've got their own trading desk for cryptocurrency and, you know, their own service desk to service clients and everything. And their people are saying, and I believe them, that they believe Bitcoin uh, has bottomed, okay? And I, I tend to agree with them, right? Uh, and they're saying this is the time to buy because the fear index, you know, the Bitcoin fear index is at 38. And that means fear, not extreme fear. Obviously, extreme fear is closer to 15 or 10 or zero. But, uh, you know, so they're saying, you know, Bitcoin has bottomed and it's time to buy people. And I tend to think they're right on that one. I mean, you might say the downside's, what, max 15,000? You know, if it got down to 25, and I doubt it. But what's the upside? You know, there's forecasts out there still saying Bitcoin could get to 160,000 by the end of the year. I don't know about that. I, I had a forecast of 100,000 or so. But, you know, there's still what? You know, six months to go. Anything can happen in this market. Seriously, anything. Anyway, I thought that was very interesting and I tend to agree with them on that one. Now, Bernard Smart Chain, you know, and it's been in operation for about less than a year and a half, um, has rapidly taken over Ethereum, right, as the leading platform for other, you know, uh, other, other uh, tokens and also, you know, DeFi and everything else, right? Mm. And people are on record for saying that Binance coin, BNB, Binance, not Bernance, Binance, B-I-N-A-N-C-E, because my listeners don't understand my accent, I'm very sorry for that, but Binance, the coin, B-N-B, B-N-B, right? I'm on record for saying that that will be past Ethereum's price today, which is over just over $2,500 and it shouldn't be there. Binance will be higher than Ethereum in two years and it'll be in front of Ethereum, you know? It could even be number two behind Bitcoin, right? Because it's an amazing, amazing story, right? Binance is cheap, you know, and the trade is to buy Binance and sell Ethereum. People fed income. Binance is a no-brainer. I'm not kidding. And Binance Smart Chain, not Binance, Binance. Binance Smart Chain, they've also indicated integrated GenPad, which Binance, you know, basically means they can launch uh, pre-IDO uh, projects on their launch pad, right? And this also has interoperability, right? You know, between uh, Ethereum virtual machine, you know, other things like DOT, you know, like Matic and everything. Now, that's a big story. I mean, Binance, to invest in Binance, it's one of my prime investment coins, uh, you know, is a no-brainer, people, I'm telling you, a no-brainer. Now, Sigmund Bank, uh, called Signum Bank, I think, Swiss-based, uh, launched, they've launched regulated service for leading DeFi. How interesting is that? That's very interesting. Uh, a Gold Connect uh, leading telecommunications provider in Latin America now accepts cryptocurrency through BitPay cryptocurrency services. Uh, what else we got here? Hedge funds said in the next five years they're going to invest at least 10.6% of their assets under management in crypto. And there's been some estimates of that. In the next five years, if the hedge funds do what they say they're going to do, 
that could be anything from $500 billion to a trillion, okay? And the market cap of the crypto market at the moment is only $1.663 trillion. So we're just talking about hedge funds as one small group of the financial markets, fiat financial markets, which is in the trillions. I mean, that's going to bring, you know, say a trillion to the crypto market, right? A trillion. You know, also surveys are suggesting that one in five millenniums are investing in crypto. And I tell you what, they're right. That's the thing to do, okay? Um, also, there was a story of operational risk. And, and please listen, people, because this is important. You know, cryptocurrency is going to be incredibly valuable in the future, okay? Really. And you've got to be careful, you know, where you store your crypto, who knows, where you put your private words, your private keys, all those sort of things. If you live in a country where there's guns and there's home attacks, you should not have your crypto that you're investing in that you might invest in for a longer time of five years or something to be, you know, it shouldn't be in your home, right? It should be in a safety deposit box, you know, in a bank or something, a big one, a big bank, because we're going to see, you know, a lot of uh, corporations go bust uh, in this economic environment, right? Mm. So, but the point is, you know, don't tell anyone because in Asia, you know, there's been a lot of attacks on crypto uh, people, you know, that invest in crypto and, and crypto traders. And this was a Hong Kong crypto trader who had made a lot of money trading crypto. Someone must have known because the, the poor fellow, he was only 22 or 23, um, he cashed his crypto out to, 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 uh, to dollars, right? And it turned out it was like over $2 million, right? And he was physically robbed, you know, by three assailants, right? Who sprayed something in his face. And he literally had a bag of money, $2 million of money in a green bag, right? And they must have known and they literally stole it from him, him on the street. So, you know, the point is you have to be careful, you know, with your crypto that's going to be extremely valuable. You know, protect yourself, people, that's for sure. Now... Bitcoin holdings topped $43 billion across global investment funds. And apparently it's the 19 most listed uh, firms on the NASDAQ, which, you know, I hasten to add the NASDAQ has gone through all 14,000 and above uh, because of this. And they're buying on the NASDAQ these investment companies that hold Bitcoin, okay? So I thought that was pretty interesting. Oh, my God, I'm still going. There's just so much to talk about today, people. Seriously, I... I just kept finding more and more stuff, honestly. I, I have to tell you all this. It's really important. Oh. And even then, I had to cut out a lot of articles. Otherwise, this thing's going to go for three hours, seriously. And I've got a lot of work to do today for my clients. But anyway, look, I love it all the same. So I'm not... With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Complaining. Anyway, Ripple, right? Euro... God, I don't know how you pronounce this. It's in Brazil. A Euro... Uruguayan Payments, I think it is. Uruguayan in Brazil Payments startup, D-Local, 
right? And that's where people, you know, trade peer-to-peer on Bitcoin and stuff. Every company, every uh, country's got one. Australia's got one, D-Local. Uh, that uses RippleNet has, has spread the word about a new milestone achieved by the company and they've expanded their relationship with Amazon. So apparently this payment company that uses RippleNet can now use Amazon, which is fantastic, right? So uh, this company apparently, uh, D-Local, listed on the US Stock Exchange with an IPO of $617 million. How's that? Okay, Bitwise, which is an asset manager of a billion dollars, raised $70 million from Wall Street investors, very well-known ones, thought I'd mention this, Henry Kravitz, Dan Loeb, and Stanley Druckenmiller. See, all these extremely wealthy guys, mainly guys, billionaires, are investing in crypto, right? So we all have to do what the serious wealthy billionaires are doing because if we rely on the fiat markets and government policies and everything, we're all going to go broke, people. You know, seriously, we are going to go broke, honestly. Uh, you know, and, you know, because you're behind the eight ball before you even start, like 30% inflation minus, you know, 10% for your wage, working for the man, working for the boss or whoever it is, the, the lady boss. I mean, who wants it anymore? It's terrible. You know, after this coronavirus thing, no one wants to go back to work, you know, or they're changing their professions. Anyway, look, one of my other favourite coins here is Chiles, okay? It is a no-brainer. Chiles is the cheapest coin out there. Uh, Chiles uh, put on the Argentina National Soccer Selection, and it's launched its own official token, right? Where fans can take parts, this is, you know, obviously soccer, where fans can take parts in surveys, discounts, exclusive pr- promotions and unique experiences, which will only be for those fans who buy their token, okay? Now, you know, the, all these big soccer clubs, you know, have millions and millions and millions of fans, right? And apparently, um, I saw some stats that there's like in the world, something like 3.7 billion out of 7.9 billion people that are soccer fans, right? And you can tell with this European soccer thing now. And apparently tonight, I think I heard that Germany and France are playing. I mean, if that's the case, that is going to be a huge, huge match. And the Dutchies are all wearing their orange T-shirts because they, they are soccer mad. And every night they go down to the pubs, you know, at three o'clock in the afternoon. You can hear them all, all the orange brigade. And I tell you, when uh, the Netherlands got that third goal, who was it against? God, it was an amazing game. Ukraine. Ukraine came back from 2-0 and then they got two. I watched it. It was an amazing game, seriously. And then they kicked that third goal. Oh, you should have seen, you know, the people just went, yo, you know, like crazy in the pubs, man. But, um, you know, look, Chile's is about all that, but it's not just that. They, you know, can put on uh, tokens for anything, you know, netball, basketball, wrestling. They put on UFC wrestling, uh, world wrestling, right? And the world wrestling's got 650 million uh, fans, right? Now, if they've all bought the tokens on Chile's, which is their own exchange, you know, and it's connected to Binance Smart Chain, right? This is a no-brainer, people. It's a no-brainer. This thing's going to be huge. Plus, they're going, uh, they're in America, and they're putting on, 
the biggest football teams in America. You know, all the people have told me in America, I don't know much about America, but apparently there's heaps of college, university, football teams, right? Millions and millions, right? Cheerleaders is a no-brainer, people. C-H-Z, a no-brainer. It's one of my, I love it. I mean, I got my clients to buy more yesterday. You know, we were buying that at seven cents, people, and it got to 95 cents. But this thing, I've got a valuation of this thing like an engine, 10 bucks. Easy. So Chillis has got more than 26 teams on its uh, uh, on its platform. It's got Barcelona FC, AC Milano, Atletica de Madrid, and like heaps, right? And it's already making over $10 million a month, right, from people using uh, its platform. So this coin, right, this Argentinian national soccer coin, it's sold out in hours, right? And it gives the uh, soccer club, right, or the selection of what they are, soccer, millions of dollars in income, right? And they sell their coins for $2, right, their token, I should say. So they fund, not only do they fund their, their soccer, they can fund for, um, for players and the fans can actually say yes or no to who they should be buying, right? Because the fans are investing in the club. This is genius, people. Genius. Chiles is genius, right? And, you know, this is the whole problem with soccer clubs. They run out of money unless they find, you know, a rich billionaire to buy it, right? So it's absolutely genius, honestly. Hang ten, I'm going to have a work. Oh. Man, I told you this would be long today. This is incredible. And I still haven't got to the fiat markets. So much going on. I told you it was massive. All right, what else? Are we? I'm gonna have to speed this up. This is unbelievable. Okay, Miami Real Estate accepts crypto for condos. Uh, BitTrue is gonna list Hedera Hashgraph on the 17th of June. Uh, there was some garbage crypto token. Listen to this one called Web Dollar W E B D. Now listen to this. This is amazing. It traded from 0.0003711 to 61 cents in the matter of like three hours. So that was 164 point, sorry, 165,000% gain. So that, you know, the, the, the traders pumped it up, right? And then absolutely smashed it. The market cap went from 1.84 million to 1.5 billion. Can you believe this? So someone made a fortune out of this this garbage token, right? And it turns out that all this trading was from UK crypto exchanges, right? And when they looked into the IDs of these people, you know, they'd given them all fake, they'd given them all fake and phony IDs. So whoever did this has made themselves an absolute fortune. And this is the thing you've got to be so careful with. There's so many garbage coins, uh, tokens out there and coins that just don't have the goods. Now, I haven't looked at CoinMarketCap for a while, but, you know, there's over 10,000 coins and tokens and about 150, you know, being added every day, right? So 99% of those are garbage. So you run the chance of if you don't get proper education that you're going to lose your money 99% of the time, right? Stands to reason. You know, you, you don't try to operate on someone's brain if you don't have the skill to do it. Why would you try to invest in the crypto market or trade in it if you don't have the skill in it? I mean, it's 
a thousand times more risky than all the other markets put together and more. Anyway, Russian Foreign Minister, listen to this one, Sergei Lavrov, says crypto could play a significant role in settlements, right? Now, this is a very big article, and I'll tell you why. It's huge. The, U, uh, the Russians and the Chinese have been trying to, for years, to de-dollarise themselves. And what that means is they don't want to be holding US dollars, okay? And they're selling US dollars to buy gold. They're all holding a lot of treasuries, the China, China is and treasury bonds. They want to sell those. And there's a risk that they could sell those and US yields could go up through the roof, right? Interest rates could go through the roof and price down, right? Um, they've made it very clear, and with this, ter- you know, this policy at the moment, which is almost like a Cold War policy that we see in the, in the world with President Biden and the leaders from those countries, Russia and China, there's a real risk this could happen, people. And, you know, both governments, the Russians and the Chinese, have been working on a settlement system outside of SWIFT for years. The SWIFT system is a US-based system, and the problem is if Russians and Chinese have accounts in the US and there's trade embargoes or restrictions on Russian people that are there or Chinese people or they're sent home or something, the US puts a hold on their accounts, you know, the US dollar sitting in a US dollar bank account. And they can do that because they have access to the SWIFT system, right? So the Russians and the Chinese don't want a bar of the SWIFT system and they've created their own settlement system between themselves, the Russians and the Chinese, right? And this is a very obvious, what this guy said, because they see crypto as another way to avoid US sanctions and closing their bank accounts and they can't access their money. And also, um, they don't have to hold their money with the US at all, right? So, you know, keep an eye on that because that's huge. I have to tell you that. Anyway, getting on with this, Solano on Solano token sale. Oh, sorry. SolanaX, which is on Solana, has a token sale between the 25th to the 28th of June. I told you people there was so much to go through. Like, I can't. Just unbelievable. I can't do it in half measures. You know that, right? Anyway, sorry, I meant to mention also Mazari, um, right? I want to look at real volume. Tether is 17.54 bill. Bitcoin, 7.72 bill. Ethereum, 4.66 bill. Uh, Binance US, 3.23 bill. Matic Polygon, 1.65 bill. Uh, Dot Polkadot, 1.38 bill. Binance itself, 1.01 bill. Uh, ADA, 843 mil. And then you've got XRP at 693 bill. So we can see that volume is a lot lower today, okay? And that also tells me people are not long this market. They don't have a lot of a big position on crypto, right? And in my mind, this is the time you should be buying, right? People are scary. People are scared. They're fearful. But this is the time you should be buying, people. Now, let's get on with the fiat market because this will go on forever and a day otherwise. Uh, you know, oh, also social media uh, worldwide, right? There was Walt Swap, Polygon, uh, Mina Protocol, QIDAO, Polygon again, Walt Swap, Shiba Inu, and Polkadot. On Luna Crush, AMP Token, Polygon, Polkadot, ThorChain, SafeMoon, Chainlink, Solana, Hashadera, and Icon. Now, on that, I love Polkadot, I love Polygon, I love Link, ThorChain, maybe. Solana, I'm very interested in, and I think I like it a lot from what I've seen. 
and I love Icon, okay? The rest of them, I don't love at all. Now, where am I? Fiat markets, okay. <clears throat> Equity markets, all-time highs, okay? That's what we've got, all-time highs. Uh, the NASDAQ got to about 14,200, 14, right? And it just keeps going higher and higher, right? But I'm very worried about the equity market. Volumes are low. Breath is low, okay? Volatility is very low. The VIX index is only 16.39%. The market doesn't have any put strategy on if the market falls, right? There's no defense at all. Everyone is along the equity market. And yet there's an FOMC meeting right today and tomorrow, and the Fed at two o'clock tomorrow could come out and raise interest rates or talk about tapering. I think the risks are from here that the equity market sells off big time, and I'm short for that, okay? <clears throat> so I'm actually short the NASDAQ, and I'm short because the NASDAQ will get hit the hardest if there's a rate rise, and I'm also short US 10-year bonds, people. US 10-year bond is not going to stay at 1.49%, not with stagflation. Oh. Technically speaking, it should be at 20% or more. And you know what? If it was at 20% or more, the US equity market would not be here. It would be at least 10,000 points lower than the index, okay? That's a fact. Now, another big thing is also the Wiltshire Shire Index. It's made up of 5,000 stocks in the US, right? And that's a lot. It's bigger than the Russell, which is 2,000. And apparently that one's been called the Warren Buffett Index. It's at an all-time high and it's got sell all over it. Sell, sell, sell. So expensive, the equity market. It's a joke, you know? And I just cannot understand why the equity traders... And the equity investors, the funny managers, I call them the funny managers, the fund managers, are long equities. You know, if we go back to, you know, off memory, 2008, the Dow was at, on its lows, about 5,300, the Dow. And, uh, you know, before that, I think it was about 14,000 at its high, right? Now we're looking at the Dow being at, what, 34393. I mean, it's just nuts, right? We've had an equity market rally from 09, 2009, right? And it's just not sustainable. And the risks are rising. Absolutely, you're going to see a big sell-off in equity markets, right? And I'm very comfortable about buying crypto regardless of that because we've already seen a big sell-off in the cryptocurrency market, okay? So, you know, from here, in the cryptocurrency market, people are not that long. So what do we have that's made me even more, you know, negative? Um, you know, because seriously, it's, it's stagflation, people. Well, today, you know, producer price index came out. And year on year, it's up 6.6%. Okay, the economists got it wrong as usual. They're expecting 6.2. Now, producer price index is producer inputs, right, to making things that you and me buy as consumers, right? You know, the consumer is already screaming in America that the prices are going through the roof, and this makes everything more expensive. So that by the time you buy the completed product, right, 
it's going to be 10% higher, right? Because this producer price input index is up 6.6% year on year. And I hasten to add, that's probably been modified and seasonally adjusted and adjusted down because that's what the statisticians do, right? It's higher than that. Okay, you've got industrial production, you know, at 0.8, which is not much, but it's the producer price imports that you've got to look at there, right? Retail sales came off 1.3% today. The US was expecting the economist minus 0.7, which means the consumer is hurting, okay? Uh, you know, retail sales are 70% of the US economy, right? And the consumer is seriously hurting, you know, because it's, you know, they have no money. So they're not going to go out and buy, you know, retail, okay? Now, you know, this big meeting, uh, you know, today and tomorrow, you know, Fed Chairman uh, Jerome Powell will have a press conference at 2 p.m. Wednesday, right? And people, you've got to watch this because it's uh, going to be a very serious meeting and we will see a lot of volatility in the equity market the US equity market, okay, that's for sure. So um, what else happened here? We saw that, you know, um, China, for example, their gas, just their gas demand alone, because they input gas, is up year on year 5%, massive. And China has driven this stagflation for their need for resources. Now, if we look at world history, what happens when countries need resources? You know, we saw it with, with Hitler. We saw it with other countries. Over the last 200 years, they invade another country with resources, right? To me, that's a real risk for sure. You know, oil, right, is at $72, right? Gold still at 1866. Silver, 2770, right? <coughs> Again, gold and silver are extremely cheap, right? But there's also forecasts out there for oil to get to $100, now, again, if that happens, the consumer at the pump is going to be paying much more for their oil, which is almost like another tax on the consumer. Also, it's inflationary. You know, remember the 70s where the oil price was through the roof, right? You know, which is stagflation. You know, if the Fed can't see this, they must be blind. You know, Fed income, they must be blind. You know, they've already started reverse repo, which means they're taking money out of the system you know, the risks are the yield on this 10-year bond rate goes through the roof, could go to 2% from one and a half with the blink of an eye, okay? Thus, you know, the US dollar is of 110.18. The higher rates go, the higher the US dollar will go, which makes it more expensive for, for people to buy anything from the US, right? Which is bad for the US exports, less revenue. You can see where this is going, everyone. Really unbelievable. And then toppled off with that, you know, there's COVID virus, right? And apparently the UK have extended their lockdown to the 16th of July because there's some really dangerous new variant, okay? And that's scary. Um, there was a survey done of scientists looking at the Wuhan thing where the COVID was, right? And this is, this is just unbelievable, right? And they believe that's exactly where that virus came from, okay? And where... There was animals of all sorts. It was like 47,000 different animals. They were all live in small cages or whatever. Disgusting. You could, you know, fair income. Apparently, this is a legal practice in China, but they let this happen. 47,000 animals 
right? They even found Australian reptiles. Can you believe that? Which is illegal to take out anything from Australia because 80% of the fauna and uh, the animal environment is unique to Australia. Imagine that they found Australian reptiles, live snakes, live lizards, everything, right? All sorts of animals in shocking conditions. I won't even go into it. And they kill them on sight, right? So you've got all these animals and some of these animals, you know, have the COVID, uh, the coronavirus, right? Um, it wasn't even the bats. And the, this team of scientists said, you know, yes, they've created the coronavirus, you know, um, and they could prove that it had gone from uh, animal to the people, right? Because there's blood and guts everywhere. I mean, this is just incredible. I mean, you know, I think Donald Trump's right. You know, China should pay the world $10 trillion, seriously. Maybe more. I mean, this is just unbelievable, seriously. And this stuff should not be allowed to happen, really. With such cruelty and such horror, um, you know, what can I say? I just, I mean, to me, it's just absolutely revolting. And, you know, they and they eat live animals, according to what people tell me. It's just horrible. But anyway, look. Anyway, guys and girls, got to finish on a good note here. I'm going to have a nice cup of coffee. I'm so sorry I went for so long, but I had a lot to talk about today. And uh, I've got to get back to do some work for my clients. And it's such a beautiful day out in Amsterdam. I'd love to go for a walk. Anyway, guys and girls, I will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you so much, baby in the woods. Susie.